0: hello and welcome to actually best choice movies the world's only movie podcast i am one of your hosts my name is chris chafin
1: hey everybody caleb shively one of the hosts uh
0: so you know it's like a sick boy episode this week. I'm a little sick. I'm a little not feeling so great. So like apologies in advance if I'm low energy. But having said that, let me say um every episode on actually best choice movies we talk to you about two movies. One of them is old, one of them is new. And they're both like uh See, this is what I'm saying about being low energy. Like, I didn't have a second level. They're both good. Was <laughs> that what you say, that Caleb? They're both good.
1: Hey, that's the name of the that's the name of the game of the podcast of this. Uh, yeah, they're both good movies. They're both uh, critics like them. They're both uh, being talked about in a very big way. The new one uh, is just hit your streaming services it's called Turning Red. It's the new Pixar film, and then we're going to pair that with uh, another uh, movie about. 13 year old uh eighth grade uh the 2018 movie that somehow got nominations and is somehow directed by bo burnham and (laughs) got bo burnham critical acclaim and it's good it's great it's a Critical
0: acclaim, which bo burnham has improbably kept up for the years since this he's only gone on to do more and more better
1: stuff that's arguable but yes (laughs) i mean let's say more critically acclaimed (laughs) stuff
0: um yeah, so like you said, those two movies, and that's what we're doing this week, and you said it so well, and I can't think straight, really. So let me just say, like... Uh, Good episode for it. That's all this week on, actually, Best Choice
1: Movies!
0: <laughs> um, but before we get to any of that, Caleb you were talking about how you picked the pairing, which you did this week, as you often do, which was, the, yeah. you just kind of picked one. Was that the well, answer? Well,
1: yeah, well, luckily enough, uh the, uh, the, the new movie was on streaming services. We got to watch that one right away in the, in our off week, which sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes you have to wait, but anyway, we watched turning red, A uh, tons of stuff like came up, like watching it because it's such like a big, it's about, uh, uh, being 13 years old and going, turning into adult, uh, uh, uh uh, I instantly thought of uh, the movie 13, uh, which uh, yes,
0: uh, is a,
1: yeah. a movie about a th- uh, 13, uh, Evan Rachel Wood's first movie. And uh, specifically that movie's relationship with the mother. I uh, like the mother is a big part of Turning Red. And Holly Hunter got an Oscar nomination if we are, are so easy to forget for how good she is in 13. I feel
0: like that movie in a certain way scarred me for life. Uh, and oh, yeah, yeah.
1: 100%. I it's a think about that movie all art. the time. I think about yeah, that movie so, all the time. Yeah, A Girl Turns 13 is the short, long line of that movie. And they made an R-rated movie about that. And this is a PG-rated ra- PG, uh, Pixar movie. So, yeah, this is, like, yeah, more mature issues. And, yeah, it can be fucking mature. Uh, you know, there's also uh, 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 one of my favorite movies. I didn't want to pick it uh, because I didn't want to, like, think about it too much because i haven't seen it in a while but welcome to the dollhouse. even oh, though
0: yeah me uh, and chris
1: always talk about how we love todd salons and want to do a todd movie.
0: he's coming back he has a new movie coming out oh, soon I so think. fucking sick he's so great i am um, wondering how it's all gonna work like i'm just yeah. so curious for todd salons to re-emerge onto the scene right now Well,
1: like there's uh i feel like his more recent output has gone under the radar of life during wartime and uh warhorse uh like some people have like all the younger generations, like, doesn't... I don't know. Does, how does the younger generation feel about Todd Solondz? We'll show them happiness first because that was his uh, his masterpiece movie, if we had to pick one. The woman from,
0: uh, like, the... Like, something from Welcome to the Dollhouse seems like it would be on, like, a Supreme shirt or something. Oh, yeah. So, like, oh, 100%, yeah. Like, they would yeah. be familiar with it on that level. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that thing. Okay, yeah.
1: I would say that movie was a little bit too darker to pair with Turning Red. Oh, God, yeah. I also thought we should just do a kids' movie, too, because kids' movies are great. Would you um,
0: consider Eighth Grade to be a kids' movie?
1: No. <laughs> it's R. it's R-rated, I believe. R-rated,
0: yeah. Didn't you yeah. say we,
1: you thought we should do a kids' movie? At first I did, cause, just because uh, we never get to do kids' movies. And I actually uh, like kids' movies. I, I do too,
0: uh,
1: yeah. Like, they never really get, like... I mean, they do get critical acclaim, but we never cover them because there's so many other movies. And uh, it's just, uh, it just would have been an easy thing to do. We, we talked about doing Miyazaki because oh, uh, yeah. all, all of those fitted, not oh, only style-wise, but yeah. in the, yeah.
0: I mean, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe Princess yeah. Mononoke or, like, Mononoke, uh, Spirited yeah. Away, yeah, that, yeah. Howl's Moving Castle a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: shit, yeah. And they're just that fucking good at movies. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, you know, yeah. they're... Go ahead. So why why
1: did you pick 8th Grade,
0: then? Why did you pick 8th Grade?
1: Uh, Because, well, (laughs) and all these suggestions, I usually give Chris several suggestions. He said he's never seen 8th Grade. Yeah. uh, And he said that because he was afraid to, which I can see, yeah, sure. But also, like, I would to have him see it then, finally. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) I think it's a a very, like, good movie, and we'll get to it. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's a very... There's tons of, uh, like, these coming-of-age stories about specifically, like... Uh, childhood to adulthood uh, and maybe not enough of uh, female perspective ones Another that these two movies of turning red in eighth grade and uh, 13 and welcome to dollhouse. I just mentioned uh, uh, also, I would, uh, uh, I don't know if I would count it, but it kind of fits in Carrie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I can see that. Yeah.
1: But there's Female, a ton of these. Coming um, of age movies. Yeah, yeah right. A ton of uh, like male perspective movies that like you don't even realize, oh yeah, I guess that is coming of age. It's just, I'm a man and it just happens to be a movie. Like, <laughs> like I fucking love Stand By Me. And that's like, oh yeah, they're coming age. Right?
0: That's not a coming of age story. That's just a story about people like me. You know? <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Uh, but then uh, you go, you do some, you do your research and read about it. And like Domi Shi, who directed Turning Red, is such a fun person. She referenced uh, a goofy movie, uh another Disney movie about uh, an adolescent uh, dealing with their parent. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot going on in Turning Red, which we'll we'll soon talk about uh, about that point of your life. And well, th-
0: I'm especially interested to hear from you, Caleb, about the movie oh, sure, Red. yeah.
1: And then in Eighth Grade, I feel like uh, they did a good... Uh, I, th- I thought it was a good pairing in that, uh, oh, there's some other stuff that uh, the other movie didn't get. Like, uh, in, eight, uh, in Eighth Grade, uh, there is no mom. Uh, and uh, in yeah. Turning Red, uh, uh, it's about your friends. It was, uh, she has a big close friend group. In Eighth Grade, she doesn't have friends. Uh, and then I'll save the third point, because it's a very big point uh, that... I'll just lock my notes are based around it sounds like
0: me <laughs> at the end of the third date, Caleb. <laughs> it's a very big point, um, big
1: point. But yeah, uh, they're both just outstanding movies for uh, what they look at. Like they yeah, have subject matter, uh, and they really uh, go uh, uh, tell the story of their subject matter. It's great. <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, do you want to get into it? Let's fucking do it, bro. Yes, yes. Okay. So the first movie is 2022's Turning Red.
1: Look at me! Stay back! This happened already? What did you say? You might been hurt our ancestors had a mystical connection with red pandas. Are you kidding me? This little quirk runs in our family! Young girl's emotions cause her to turn into an animal. The girl is named May, the animal is a red panda, the setting is Toronto in 2002. From this jumping off point, Pixar's Turning Red dwells deep into womanhood, one's first period, motherhood, family lineage, Chinese culture, boy band fandom, the calming effects of sisterhood, and how all those relate to each other in the grand scheme of life. Or another quick pitch is young girl going through magical puberty. (laughs) Uh, Director Domei Shi, the first woman to helm a Pixar film, calls the animation style of her film an, quote, Asian tween fever dream. Citing numerous I agree. animes, I agree. yeah, yeah, she cited numerous animes as influence, as well as the un- unmistakable look of Hayao Miyazaki's Totoro. Ultimately, the film uses its transformation metaphor for not only personal change but cultural cultural change as well, and delivers a universal message that is it is okay to let loose and let your inner animal be free. Chris, you've watched this a ton recently.
0: Yes, Caleb. So my daughter, we last Saturday morning, if you remember, it's crazy because it's like 70 degrees right now. But last Saturday morning, it was, in fact, raining and snowing mm. all morning. So we couldn't leave the house. So from about eight o'clock in the morning, we were like, I have a two year old daughter. We're like, what, what the fuck are we going to do today? So we started watching movies at like 8 a.m. And uh, we turning red was on the TV because I guess it came out on Friday night. So Saturday morning, it was like the number one thing they were promoting on Disney Plus uh olive my daughter watched it all the way through and i think since then that was less than a week ago i've maybe seen it five <laughs> times <laughs> yeah. and it is funny you mentioned totoro because olive was also obsessed with totoro and yeah. she loves uh turning red and it's funny because she asked to watch it and then if the you know the panda doesn't appear for like 20 minutes into the movie so for that whole time she's going no turning red no, no, I wanted to see turning red. And we're like, this is turning red. Just the Panda hasn't come out yet. And she like, doesn't believe us basically, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. And then she's very excited when, when the Panda does appear, she loves the Panda is <laughs> she thinks it's really cool.
1: It's um, going to be uh, interesting as she gets older to uh, like have this movie be a part of her uh, Canon in a way. Like I remember like the movies I watched a bunch uh, growing up, like, but this is like a, like a, important movie especially for like what it covers (laughs) for like so when she's like 10 she's gonna understand like so much more things because there's like not a movie out there like this i mean it is very
0: sensitively portraying the experience of being a young woman right but in a way that's like not it's like a, it. it I mean, it, it, the movie treats these emotional things you have between a parent and a child at this age as like the biggest deal possible. You know, it's it's transfigured into these like giant monster fights. You know, ripping open stadiums and doing like anime kind of moves, punching each other. But at the same time, it's it's on a level that's like watchable and approachable and isn't like uh it doesn't seem like a like a horror movie to watch <laughs> unlike the movie we're no, going to no, talk no. about later this this, this episode <laughs> so it's yeah, uh, really interesting in that way because it, it's the kind of thing like you're saying you would watch all the time and it would really influence how mm-hmm. you think about how you relate to people you know
1: yeah i would put this on the level of uh uh pixar's uh in and out and soul in that uh oh, yeah. it really is like teaching uh important life lessons in a storytelling manner where pixar was about like accepting sadness and how much that is a part of your life and you can't just deny it and soul is about uh you know how great uh you know don't take life for granted and this is uh that storytelling lesson around uh womanhood around a period uh like 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 i i I can't think like carrie i I referenced carrie earlier like that's another movie i kind of like a movie Metaphors about getting periods. your period you mean yeah yeah
0: i mean it's kind of amazing right like if we can just take a step back like for a second and say that disney disney has put out a movie called turning red that is about a girl getting her first period basically like that kind of is amazing like that's really really cool and i'm glad it's amazing we...
1: and they did it such in such a loud uh and wonderful way that it Makes you think like this should have happened twenty years yeah, ago. So, like
0: it's just such a universal human experience. Like I'm watching it with my daughter, who this is going to happen to, and my my wife, who this has happened to. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, why isn't like every movie about this? This seems like a huge deal, you know? Yeah, and
1: as uh, as men who were right to say because we both, me and Chris are both men, like yeah, I wish we learned more about. We like we have we deal with it with through our wives and we uh, like get to play like dumb idiot because like that's what we're kind of like assigned the role of but like no we should learn about it and like learn how that huge of effect is other than like yeah right. we get hair on our balls as well yeah we, who cares old. about that who yeah, honestly who gives a the single yeah. shit yeah it's like this is like the world this is like that's a, a really thing that show. you can't deny about it's amazing that like it's a movie is this well done and uh nice about it and like that's why like just It's a big part of it, but there's also other big parts of it, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would like to talk about several different parts of this movie, because I I actually really do like it. Um, But, Mm -hmm. like, one of the things, I mean, right at the top is, like, the visual aesthetic is great Beautiful. i really like it oh my god it kind of yeah. reminded me of um the mitchells versus the machines not in the cup co- the color palette is different in this movie and i like the color palette more but the way that it kind of has this like antic sketchbook kind of feel
1: you know yeah a little bit more depth to it but yeah, yeah a little bit more, a uh, more like expressionistic it. faces uh yeah it reminded me of uh steven universe but you know with oh, pixar sure, animators yeah. instead too uh I where it's, it's like that yeah. american influenced anime people but yeah uh absolutely gorgeous uh Super bright. It's got this kind of like uh, purples characters. and
0: pinks, kind of a hue to it.
1: Yeah, like, cool color scheme. Yeah,
0: it's really interesting. I really like it, and I also think it's so crazy that this movie is set in two thousand two. Is... <laughs> like, why? <laughs> it's not. Uh... It's not at all essential to the plot that it's <laughs> two thousand two. But they are very direct with you that this movie is taking place in two thousand two.
1: uh They never like. uh they like push it uh, because they can. They can do it. And uh, the some of the two thousand two stuff is like she has a Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi uh, they, yeah. They yeah. listen to the big boy band of the time. But that could just
0: be BTS, and I actually think that's one of the really skillful things about this movie is the the boy band that is really central to the movie could be in sync or it could be yeah. you know uh, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys, or it could be like BTS or whatever some modern one. So I so it it appeals you know cross
1: generationally. Uh, the the mo- they did this thing in the movie. They, the writers, the producers, <laughs> the director, <laughs> these, uh, these people that made the movie. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, that totally endeared it to me right away. Uh, the boy band is named Four Town, uh, but there's five of them. And I saw that, and it goes, "Why are they called Four Town if there's five of them? That makes no sense." Uh, a second after I said that out loud to the room I was in with my wife, uh. The mom character says that to the daughter, like, "Why are they called four no, There's five of them. Like, I was like, "Oh my god, I love that." <laughs> that's so funny, uh, yeah. they repeated something I just said. <laughs> it's great. I
0: think Catherine had said that also. Yeah, it's like it's really hilarious. It's one of those like low
1: hanging fruit things, but like, yeah, that's fucking fucking funny. Just say it. they they don't re- answer or reference in it at all. So like,
0: yeah, she just goes like, oh, "Who cares?" Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's a very it, it's really like. For a Pixar movie, so I've also been watching Encanto a lot. Is another movie I've been watching. Oh sure, went to the movie theater, of course, as you may know, to see Encanto um, with Olive. Yeah, and I, you know, and they're both really great movies, and they're but they're pretty different, I would say. What I like about this movie, um, Turning Red, is that even though it's about giant pandas, and you know, it's it's a lot more rooted in in reality and feels a lot more like relatably the real world, yeah. and you know, they're in. and it it is so specific. Like we're saying they're in Toronto in 2002, like living in this particular place, like going to these particular um, malls or whatever. And it's very like, it just feels very honest, you know, even though then it has magical pandas and stadium fights and stuff, (laughs) which I really enjoyed. I I thought that was really great.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think what like, well, the grounds it is, you know, it's Pixar. They write fucking good stories. And uh, the big uh, narrative propeller in this movie uh that what grounds it is that uh like for all the fantasy and like you know those slight coincidences that happens in a children's movie like oh yeah we were things work out um uh it's very much grounded by the story of like it's may keeping her friends and her family separate you know uh, like her friends are great she has like these three great friends or best friends uh, and she's herself around that and uh, when she turns on the panda they love the panda they encourage the panda and that was like, so like, great
0: to see. I was so relieved awesome, to yeah. the panda because you, wor- you worry in a movie like this: Are they going to be mean to her? But yeah. they're very, very supportive and cool.
1: But then at home, uh, she's told to suppress the panda. Panda, like her mom, who is the uh, 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 played by Sandra Oh, uh, great, 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 great performance. But uh, is uh, that classic Chinese tiger mom? Uh, uh, like, hey, this is a bad thing. You can't like this, and also she likes her mom too. Like her mom sucks. Like I, I just part where I was like, her mom fucking sucks. Um, but not like, as like no, she...
0: grandma in Encanto, I'll tell you that much. That woman oh, is a bitch. Oh like, yeah. And just, but I that... mean, I know she has hey. her own motivations, but she is not a, she's not always a very nice person. Hey, we don't even talk about Bruno, man. <laughs> they don't even talk about Bruno. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's like one of her children.
1: I know that's fucked up. Um, but the, I mean the mom in, uh, so the mom in, uh, May's mom in turning red, uh, it's a great character. Sandra O. Oh, I I mean, probably the most recognizable name in the, I the movie. I think so. She's like yeah, the only I,
0: famous person in the whole movie, I think. Uh,
1: hey, we know who Orion Lee is. He played the dad. Okay. He was from First Cal. <laughs> okay. That's fair. And also,
0: of course, Billy Eilish wrote the music. So.
1: Oh, right, right. Yeah. Phineas is it. But, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sandra O's mom character brings out the panda too. Like the first time, the first times the panda came, came out was like this mom doing super fucking embarrassing shit. Uh, like, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is uh, they they have a cute... Uh, although the three her friends think a boy is cute. She doesn't think is cute, but she's, like, draw, doing her homework and starts sketching. It's like, this boy's not cute, and then she can't stop sketching the boy. It, like, goes crazy. goes under her bed and draws all these things, draws him as a mermaid. And her mom sees it. Like, her mom just comes in. Like, she's so embarrassed. The movie handles this way more than I'm... Exp- better than not explaining it. <laughs> I don't uh, know. No, I think you're explaining it pretty well. She takes... She's it. This is a boy she's never talked to. Looks at him like I know this kid. Goes to the convenience store where he works, and shows everyone in there like, "Hey, don't stay away from my daughter." I was like, "This is horrifying." I thought it was like a fake out. Like, why are they doing? Like, this is this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Yeah. I was,
0: yeah, it's child abuse, Whoa. Caleb. It's one yeah. of the most abhorrent <laughs> things I've ever seen on film. It was yes. terrible to watch the mother do this, and you're just thinking to yourself, "Why? Why in the world would you do this?" And also <sighs> like the conceit for this scene I mean it's a funny scene in a certain way but it's like she's obviously drawn these things in a notebook and it's like from a like third person point of view you know what I mean and the mom picks them up and she's like did he do these things to you like as if they're pictures you know yeah that doesn't make any sense they're not pictures they're obviously drawings you know like this is not this is this is not evidence that this happened you know and I think that's pretty obvious but it's Uh, like you know it, it, it it it's a fine and it's funny the way that Like, it doesn't have a huge, huge, huge consequence. Like, she's obviously embarrassed and stuff, but it kind of, like, they just kind of move on to something else, like, pretty quickly. Well, that's what
1: makes her turn into the panda, right? That's, like, the first panda instance is after that, when she wakes up the next morning.
0: Right. I guess. Right. Exactly. So then now the focus is on the panda and we're no longer thinking about it. Yeah.
1: Focus is on the panda then. And then the second time it comes up, because she still goes to school, is that her mom shows up with tampons at school, which is like, holy fuck, mom.
0: Holding them up. They're, in (laughs) fact, pads, Caleb. And she's holding them up outside the window, like the window of the classroom, like on The Simpsons,
1: where, you know, there's a big (laughs) class window on the side of the room. That's a fucking iconic window. Those a nice windows at there at Springfield Elementary. I
0: feel like
1: my school did have big windows like that. Did did, did your school have big windows? Not like that? big windows. Uh, they had like the side very much had side windows too. God lord, if the schools didn't have like nice, sound, be a that'd be fucking that'd be prison. I mean, I mean it's pretty similar to prison. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I was in Florida, so like the not only was it like super hot, but all the buildings were like very short, and it was just like they all had as much glass as possible to like let in the, the air, oh, yeah. you know, like to help cool it down. Um, Yeah. So what else did I like about this movie? Um, I felt like, I think that the, you know, the metaphors are pretty on the nose, right? You have to learn to deal with your, uh, your inner animal and you can't just bury it and pretend it doesn't exist. You have to learn to coexist with it. And also that um the the red panda is also your period, which is another whole great level. But as much as um that stuff, it's also about like dealing with your, you know, your heritage as like an immigrant, which was also yes, a very yeah. interesting layer to it, you know. And I thought handled in an in an interesting way, like especially because they're they're supposed to live in inside of a temple, which they run, which is pretty like, you know, it's not like they just are like living their normal lives. They're very, very enmeshed in their cultural yeah. history
1: right The, the was it the uh chinatown of toronto in the chinatown uh, of toronto a tourist destination yeah
0: yeah so that was all very interesting i mean it's not an experience that i have uh, you know unfortunately i you know my, but i you know just being a like i guess i've tried to understand my like weird southern heritage a little bit but i haven't really gotten very far
1: i yeah i don't really pay attention to my my heritage it's personal choice that people can make i mean uh, if you're if you're uh, as you i mean it probably stems a lot from uh the parents and how much uh, they're, they're yeah, that's true exposing it to which uh, hey they the mom in this movie is uh comes from a grand tradition of it uh, there's that, a famous
0: can i tell you something there's a famous story yeah. in my family my family's very southern my especially my dad's family very 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 southern and my you know my really my grandpa my dad's dad is just such a such an old southern guy and there's a story where um like we were trying to do some genealogy research and we sort of knew the answer to this question already, but my dad said to, to his dad, he's like, Oh, did, did you know where your dad was born? Like where he was born and where he grew up. And he said, Nope. And dad was like, really? You don't, you don't know. And he said, never came up. Which is <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so fucking cool. I've always thought that's like the coolest thing. Also like obviously so frustrating and very like American white person kind of thing. I mean I don't know but it that's yeah that that's the extent to which I know about my heritage basically you know
1: uh I mean hey you should be proud of it <laughs> I guess so Caleb <laughs>
0: um one interesting thing about this movie too and this is not like interesting exactly but I feel like you're obliged I I feel obliged to talk about it sure sure which is that there's this whole it's the focus of this whole weird like online harassment campaign where like all these all you know not all right but like right wing trolls are like leaving bad reviews on uh rotten tomatoes that are like worded exactly the same complaining about it being like inappropriate content i read one that was like they say this is set in toronto but it's all about chinese culture I'm like i'm like i think they're pretty obvious i think they're pretty explicit about what they're doing in the movie yeah. um lot, lots of stuff like that like that, i i just feel it's really stupid I, I don't really know how that happened i think it's, i uh... think it is it because there was that one tweet that went viral where like somebody said this movie isn't for me like i well, was I identify um, with this it,
1: it was a. Uh, uh, don't want to get the outlet wrong so i won't say the outlet but it was a reviewer posted the review and uh i don't know how it got through uh and then the, they had to recant it and take it back and because everyone could like yeah this is a pretty racist view you're you're, you're right but, but if somebody's everyone...
0: saying it was like i can't it was like a white man saying like Movie. Not all movies are for He's Like, oh, she's making a
1: movie. She's making a movie for her uh, Chinese friends. Is what he said. Which is just like this isn't for me. I wow. could never identify with this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, as it's a just... white
0: man who just said all the stuff I said about my background, I completely identified with this movie and was like really interested in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. Uh, I don't know, like what that what that guy was smoking, man, but. Uh, <laughs> But so that was like a thing, meme.
0: Yeah. And then everybody was dunking on that guy talking about what an idiot he was. And then to me, it seemed like then there was sort of like a counter backlash where then all like right-wing people were talking about what a terrible movie it was. But I don't know if that's really how it happened, but.
1: Well, they always, uh, the right wing needs something to complain about. So like, you know, they'll get something new next week and we won't ever have to hear about it again, but cause they're, uh, Losers. They're clown. They're clowns. It's it's, it's stupid it to they are to come after uh, this movie that helps people understand uh, uh, Chinese people, uh, women in general, uh, boy band fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: just Good growing Lord. up and you know starting a small business. It's very pro capitalism. This movie, you know, at a certain yeah, point, kinda, yeah, they start a little panda business and they're making merchandise <laughs> and you know making a lot of money. Which, and know. it's
1: i mean this movie also does talk about i think we both touched on it like uh, uh like how cultures can change or like can uh, evolve and you know they're not all about that in general too
0: yeah yeah definitely um did you have any what, like what else what else do you think about this movie Bra? like what else you got to say
1: uh you know it was uh there the the quiet dad is uh, uh probably a good uh essay look paper to write for someone, uh, I would say the dad in this movie is, uh, he gets a big speech about, uh, loving both the, his, his wife and his daughter and how they could connect. Uh, I don't know. Like it reminded me of, uh, the, that movie we covered June bug. There was a quiet dad in that, uh, uh my favorite quiet dad of all time is, uh, uh, Kevin Arnold's dad on uh, Wonder Years, oh, yeah. great, great, dad. great, great, quiet dad. <laughs> great dad. But yeah, there's a, 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 a I thought just like a very good, like yeah, he's uh, this movie's not about him, but still about him. I think maybe uh, not super quiet, but a very pivotal dad. Uh, we we both like is Michael Stolberg's dad in
0: uh, Oh, of course, and Call Me by Your Name, uh, Call Me by Your Name, yeah, yeah, an amazing dad. What an amazing yeah. dad. Very also <laughs> very quiet for most of the movie, and then says something very wise. I mean, just
1: very professory, and then it just says like, oh, I think no, he is
0: literally me. a professor in that movie. Yeah Yeah. yeah. And, and just says, like,
1: the breakout lines in the movie. Has an amazing speech at the end, yeah.
0: I mean, even in eighth grade, it's kind of,
1: like, kind yeah, of a quiet totally. ad. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, I, I do have notes about my man Josh Hamilton in that movie. So tight as hell.
0: So should we move on? Do you want to talk about that movie now? Yeah, it's
1: a good segue to a, natu- a natural segue. A natural segue. Beautiful to see in the wild. Sure.
0: Uh, okay, the next movie is 2018 right? Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Eighth grade.
1: Okay. So growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's going to be lit. As always, make sure to share and subscribe to my channel, Gucci. I think you're so cool. Maybe you just need to put
0: yourself out there a little. I'm going to stop and eating with hey, you. If you keep I'm saying one, you said you said say one Written and directed by comedian and YouTube star Bo Burnham, Eighth Grade is the story of this girl, Kayla, who is navigating the end of middle school and looking ahead to high school. Um, but of course, what set the movie... That's the plot, and that's a lot of a lot of movies, like we've been saying. But what sets the movie apart, and the reason I like we've been talking about it, I haven't watched it for four years, even though it's universally acclaimed. It literally has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes is this movie's core level commitment to realistically portraying the most incredibly awkward things you've ever experienced in your entire life in unblinking detail. Things which maybe you have forgotten by whatever age you are now, but which you will immediately remember when watching this film and realize at the same time that you have never outgrown and you continually experience these things. Um, Like, for instance, the terror of going to a party where you don't know anyone like in a bathing suit. Oh, my God. That's like, oh, my God. Having to reach out and try to make friends with someone for the first time—terrible, terrible experience. Hoping someone will like you, and they're pretty—you're su- pretty sure they don't like you. Also, fucking terrible. Um, and also a lot more extremely everyday stuff that, to me, and in this film, as pre- is presented, as more terrifying than like Saw. Like there is frequently like horror movie music in this movie, which is an amazing touch and very intelligent. Um, and it's all anchored, of course, by a great performance, like we're saying from Josh Hamilton, who's great. I love kicking and screaming, like love to yeah, see yeah. him in this movie. And of course, by the goat. Oh, my God, I fucking actually my note ends right there because I forgot to write down her name. What is it, Caleb? Tell me.
1: Elsie Fisher.
0: Elsie Fisher, like an amazing performance by her. Like for real. She's absolutely yeah. crazy good in this movie. Uh, it was it, I loved it, Caleb. It was extremely hard to watch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how How did you feel about it?
1: Oh, man. Uh, uh, I I love this movie. Uh, I didn't see it. This is my second time seeing it. Uh, First time I saw it was in theaters. So uh, it's fun to come back to on a small screen. It works on a small screen. And yeah, uh, since we just talked about Elsie Fisher, I'll just start with her too. Like this movie is like it's eighth grade. It's uh, the war zone of a middle school and how all those People are attacking you and complicated feelings arise. And it could be like a very mean-spirited movie, but Elsie Fisher is too sweet to make this movie mean-spirited. Uh, and it's a performance that really puts herself out there. Uh, like she's uh, uh so anxiety, stammering the whole time. There's a she's a, a very much strong earnestness in wanting to be wanted. Put yourself out there. Mm. And she never lets that awkwardness define her character. She's awkward, but like she's always trying to move forward.
0: Like, she delivers a really impassioned, assertive speech while looking at the ground the entire time, which yeah. I thought was, like, an amazing touch <laughs> in this movie. I was like, yeah, yeah, that is exactly how you would do that. Like, I love this. Uh,
1: sometimes I do this on podcasts, and I do it probably a lot, just uh, it helps me organize thoughts on movie. But uh, your opening scene is uh, her recording a YouTube video, and they, they come back to this a lot. Uh, her the This video is she's recording a video called how to be yourself tips for teens. You know, uh, we see, so one, we're seeing how she presents herself to the world uh, with these cam scenes. Um, uh, then like, they show like the viewer count too. And it's like six viewers, oh, uh, no but like, views, it's also six views.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's also her talking to herself. Like she's giving herself a pep talk and it really just like cans, like boilerplate speak about it. But like she, she, she she's latch. You can see her like latch onto those world words oh, like, uh, it's really an uh, uh, um, uh, amazing performance. Yeah, uh, watching a kind her, prof- yeah,
0: watching her say all that stuff in her YouTube video, where it's just kind of like pablum, that doesn't mean anything, but it's also yeah. kind of her, it's like her trying to figure out how to be a person, you know, and mm-hmm. like what kinds of stuff, what kind of messages that she's getting, she should be like, repeating. And it is this, like you know? that
1: cringe things, but uh, ultimately, like, I found those uh, scenes very endearing, that like, yeah, look at this a uh, young person trying to better themselves. that's this whole movie is like her trying to better herself. <laughs> well, this whole
0: movie is basically about like the courage of cringe. Like that is yeah.
1: like what this movie is about. It's about like I mean how... that's a, a yeah and a great place to set cringe is middle school. Like like oh, I said, yeah. uh, uh, middle school is a war zone of developing adolescents glomming onto their perceptions of power. A place where one is forced to go and forced to play into these mind games. Middle school is really hard. <laughs> I know. I kept... especially if you are like. Uh, uh, I think Kayla is a kind person, uh, and that may be why she's unpopular, but I think that makes her a good person. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. And it it is definitely like a detriment to her in high school to be a good, or in middle school, to be a good person. I mean, I remember... I mean my middle school experience was terrible Caleb like I had an awful time. I mean I did I did have a good time sort of also in there but it's just like I I just don't even want to remember it at all, you know. Yeah. It was it was it's just such a terrible time where these human and this was one thing the movie portrays really well. This like where you have to go from being a little kid to being like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's so awkward because there are people at all points on that spectrum like and but you all have to be together. And like, obviously, you all know that the cool ones are cooler, but you just in a certain way, you can't. I mean, obviously, you just can't help but be who you are. You know, there's one of the great scenes in this movie is where um, Kayla Wright has gotten up the courage to go to the popular girls pool party in a bathing suit, even though she doesn't know anybody, which is like the most brave thing you could. Yeah, possibly do. Yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah, there's a great shot where we we follow her out of the house, down the stairs, into the pool, over her shoulder, like on a steady cam. And there is, like, Dario Argento music is playing the entire time.
1: Uh, actually, it's uh, Anna Meredith. Uh, uh, well, She did the score. Uh, I'm a big Anna Meredith fan. Uh, I was thrilled when she did the thing. But uh, the album's called Varmints. I would recommend everyone check it out. Pitchfork approved it.
0: Great. Well, yes, yeah, so I just meant that style. Of <laughs> sorry, course. sorry. Go ahead, I didn't go ahead, mean yeah. yeah, no, you're right. The score is great in this movie, and this is one of the scenes where it is
1: great. Oh, uh, I'll talk about it later, too. <laughs> and
0: um, yeah, just to like watch, to just re-experience the pure terror of a moment like this, and also to understand as an adult watching it, like, these are just little kids, like, acting like crazy little kids, like, who fucking cares? So, you know, it's just a bunch of little kids playing in a yeah, pool. It's... But at the same time, you also understand how important it is and how dangerous it is. And it was like, I mean that was
1: very very well done. I thought mom's in and the mom says oh you could change in there. Uh, it's just this dark room and the, the walk, walks through to the outside. The door is stuck. She has to like squeeze through. And then mom's like who has a hot dog? And she just like walks into the water while the cool girls are like playing their games. They're they're, they're dancing and she's, they're like flossing. They're flossing. Finds an open spot and just sits there. Oh oh
0: oh. And then it's actually um, so interesting because right at that moment, then like somebody that she thinks isn't less cool than her shows up and tries to talk to her and we get to see her kind of be like, Oh, you're a nerd. Get away from me. But then kind of also be like, well, I mean, what else am I fucking doing? Like, I don't want to, you know, like, I guess (laughs) I'll talk to this guy.
1: Uh, I'll go back to what I said earlier about the three key differences from turning red. Uh, And that's to help explain like maybe both these movies a little bit more, but I said, uh, she has no friends in this movie where there was a support system and turning red where like it helped her get through school. Well, this is just like, she has no friends. it sucks. Like she's, like putting herself out there to, no, there's no life preserver. She's just, what is it? Struggling in the, in the wade there. It's hard. She got thrown
0: in the deep end. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, that, is that what you're
1: trying yeah, to say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I also said, there's an, uh, no mom. I said in turning red, the, uh, May loves her mom. Like they do have a really good relation, strong relationship. Uh, and this like, she, this is Josh Hamilton's her dad. Uh, she yells at him all the time. And I didn't come to my third one yet. And I think this is, uh, where a lot of, uh, power and uh, like stuff that I didn't understand in this movie like just like blew my mind um, this is a movie born in the internet age this is yes yes uh, yes like I didn't want to say it till in uh, uh, set in 2002 turning red so the pre-internet uh, this is set in 2018 she yes. is uh, 13 years old she there's a scene where, like, they're like, "Oh, what did you? What? How old were you when you got Snapchat? Fifth grade? You
0: were seeing dicks in fifth grade? Yeah. You're like that's that's um, what people use it for. I'm not being gross. I actually yeah, really it's like it. too because <laughs> at the end of it, Kayla, they're all and the, her Kayla's friend yells the guy to shut up and all that, and there's kind of a quiet second, and Kayla goes, "I like some of the filters." <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that's <laughs> so sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, you could put like perspective of anyone who's ever been in middle school can like come and see this movie. Uh, I mean, a, a, a parent who had seen this movie, which, you know, is an R rated movie, people who are like the millennials too or older, like can relate to like, Oh yeah. They have that perspective of seeing this. But ultimately like it's Kayla's movie. Like she like rises up. It's really like a, almost a hero's journey, <laughs> but just about navigating the only like one week of high school too. Uh, it's kind of like, like, I'm so here for it. Uh, uh, she goes from, like, the super awkward person to finding confidence to finding herself, too. Ah, oh, it's so uh, so good. And then, the, uh, 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 like I said, she has no friends to latch on to, but she's latching on to this internet the whole time. Uh, and uh, uh, maybe, uh, I, I think this is where I think a lot of his good... um directing comes into because he's also a person who was uh, on the internet a lot bo burnham got famous for uh, youtube videos uh it's never um like a crutch or like like it's just a reality that these kids have like it's never like scolding about like oh yeah kids all are always on their phone that type like no it's just how it is that's what the world is like they're on their phone like you can't change. There's no fighting this. <laughs> it was really,
0: I mean, of course, so this is the other aspect, like, uh, and it's interesting too, right? Whereas a lot of the movies is universal and whatever age you are, you'll identify with it, but it does try to get specific about like, what is it like to like have phones now and all this stuff. Um, And I mean, of course it's four years old at this point. So I'm sure it's changed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's changed since, since this movie came out. Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really interesting. I thought, because in a certain way, I mean, well, number one, of course I was watching Kayla use her phone and I was like, I'm so sick. I never want to use my phone ever again. Like it's (laughs) disgusting that I have ever used a smartphone in my life. I'm going to throw mine in the garbage like immediately. Cause it does just look so there's just so many shots of her scrolling her phone, but it's just shots of her face as she's scrolling her phone. And it's like harrowing. It's terrifying to watch. And that's all of us all the time. Right. And like the way that it shows her like seeking approval and identity through her phone and what interaction she's getting. It's rough. It's rough to watch, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's great addiction is the term. Uh, it's 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 a reality. It's not a problem anymore. It's just reality. And uh, uh, what makes it so whoa and like what the fuck to me and probably a lot of people my age and is that this is what teens are born into. This is teens like always you you know fighting for attention. This is teens fighting for attention in a more virtual world now, where like you could actually see the amount of likes. <laughs> And see the view count and see who's paying attention. Yeah, that's awful. It that's awful. Is like I had a little taste of that like towards the end of high school, like in around two thousand three, two thousand four. uh yeah, yeah, man, I couldn't like it. That's uh, a, a new level of anxiety that I. Lucky I'm not be able to comprehend. You know, I
0: mean, I did watch it, and I'm thinking about my poor daughter, and I'm like, I, I, I can't believe yeah. she's gonna have to go through shit like this. Like, I just mm-hmm. hope that we have it figured out a little better by then. You know, I'm sure we won't, but who knows? You know, um, she's only two. We got like uh, six or seven years at least until she has to start
1: dealing with it when she's yeah, nine. When, when, you, when you buy her first cell phone at. Five years old. <laughs> I have to get her
0: fucking like a imp- chip implant, you know, when she's like seven. Otherwise,
1: she can't leave the house or something, you know. Um, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Uh, I think uh, I uh, one of my like this movie's underratedly funny. Oh no, it's not underratedly funny. It's it's very funny movie. Sometimes the comedy kind of undercuts the emotional power of 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 the movie, but overall, I think it just adds to how unique the film is, which is good. Uh, like there's a, like the big dad scene, like there's uh, like it's dumb jokes in it, but like, it's a, ultimately, it's a very good, it's one. very sweet. The big dad scene, scene is very sweet. And it's also yeah. like,
0: the performance is really great. Like we were saying uh, from the mm-hmm. dad. Uh, and, but it yeah, it is funny, but it is just like, it seemed real. I mean, I was watching it and I thought like, this is exactly yeah. the kind of dad I'm going to be like the way he's so cheesy, uh-huh. but like really sweet, you know, it's like that's going to be me a hundred
1: percent. He's the, uh, he got a, uh, Spirit Award nomination. It was him he got, Elsie Fisher won well, I don't think she won Spirit Awards uh, She also got a Golden Globe nomination which is that's fucking cool. cool. Hey, Golden Globe not too bad. I mean, um, let's talk about,
0: Can we just talk for a second? I mean like, Bo Burnham wrote and directed this movie. <laughs>
1: like mm-hmm. He won a Spirit Award. He won Best First Screenplay at the Spirit Awards. That's crazy. And
0: apparently he was like shopping this movie around for a long time and was like working with this for like years and years Yeah, uh, very I did know he had it. This yeah. is the movie he wanted
1: to make uh, it's a, a very removed movie in a sense so that he didn't uh, like he, he cast a, a, a female lead in it, which I think is a, a very smart role because uh, I mean, women online are more susceptible to harassment in general. And there's even uh, a very cringe, like I can't believe how dark that movie got seen. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Which we haven't really talked about. Yeah. yeah, yeah which
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll see the movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. But it's yeah, dark, uh, but it's not maybe Man. as dark as you might think, but it's which pretty is- dark. Which is kind of a description of the movie in general. Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, It's just very, I mean, he isn't, and I hate that I'm about to say this, Caleb, but he is an artist who just continues to surprise. He's always doing something you wouldn't expect,
1: you know. He's putting his art out there. Like, uh, uh, maybe when we were a little bit older than him, or like, seeing him do his goofy YouTube videos and songs. I'm like okay, I it's not for me, but hey, he's turned and like yeah, hey, right, he's made exactly. up a great movie. And um, I mean, and here's Ryan why I Gosling
0: to... was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody's yeah. got to start somewhere, and I guess he's, yeah. he is. doing. Re- I mean, I am on record as saying I hate his whole arc in Promising Young Woman. I don't know why that's in the movie. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me, and I don't. It's very weird. But um, especially, the, I just something about I just don't buy for a second that Carrie Mulligan is into Bo Burnham Like not even for a <laughs> second. Do I? Is there? There's no chemistry between the two of them. But uh, yeah, uh, but a, he, it yeah. is interesting that he's in it. It's, and he does a good job. He does a good job.
1: I'll have to go listen to our whole episode about it just to make sure what we said the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember what I wanted to say. And it was like one of those funny things that I can't comprehend. And maybe it's not funny, but I'm glad he portrayed it as funny. And to me, it's one of the funniest scenes of uh, its era, too, in a way. Uh, there's an active shooter training oh my God. drill. Oh Which is God. like holy shit! I can't believe like there's like the, the the shock factor of that, but like it's also like what my people I would say uh, I would pay that to just a normal fire drill. But kids have to have this, oh, and man. it's and the like, guy who's doing the drill drills. is
0: wearing like tactical gear and has a machine gun, and he's yeah, pulling the a, trigger
1: at kids. All the kids are standing up. He's pulling. Uh, I just want to thank the drama department for 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 acting in this today. <laughs> okay. So there's one kid crazy. on the side doing finger guns at. Him. <laughs> uh this happens throughout the whole movie but one kid keeps saying lebron james during it Uh, but yeah it's like how boring we had fire drills like okay we'll just do it like this is what active
0: shooting drills are now it's so crazy that they do this i mean i wouldn't imagine they do it with this level of production value everywhere but like like the drama department kids have like makeup bullet (laughs) wounds on their heads (laughs) you know like i don't think most places are doing that but um it was crazy it was absolutely crazy to see yeah
1: yeah, it's, funny. it's fun. It's, it's, funny. Funny. it's funny.
0: It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, let me say it's funny. Yeah. And it is funny, like you said, that the kid is doing finger guns at him the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah. pretty funny. Um, um, do you want to yeah, just move on to the, do you want to do the the selection, mm-hmm. Caleb?
1: Well, I'll to say, uh, uh, since I brought Anna Meredith up earlier, she wrote some original songs, but a lot of this is from her album, Varmints. And I think uh, that uh, it's like, uh, like Chris said, like Dorian you know, Argento. Argentino, uh, like horror-esque, but it's still like light and it's uh, electronic music and very like blippy and keyboard synth heavy. So like it has this, like it fits perfectly is what I'm trying to get at. And uh, I think that was what I uh, I didn't expect to hit me a lot when seeing it on the big screen and just like, oh, this sits so perfectly, where it's like making the movie feel bigger than what it is. And like, it's adding to the, like the emotions where on the small screen, it just was like supported like, character moments were just supported like, I, I, I felt added to the character were like, it maybe that has yeah. to do with just seeing things on a big screen too, obviously, but... I mean, I thought it worked uh, on it the It didn't small feel as epic, but... I thought it worked oh, yeah, great, it, uh, You it, know? It it, it it works great on the small screen. That's what makes it a perfect score for... And I watched half of it, it on works. my laptop.
0: I didn't even watch it on the TV.
1: Oh, damn. Uh, but yeah, Varmints by Anna Meredith. Uh It's one of those records that... I, I mean, I saw her in Anna Meredith live a couple times. Great performer, but... Uh, one of those things that Pitchfork liked once and never <laughs> gave her other records that light the day. <laughs> and then,
0: like, it's so great about the music industry, right? Like, you can like really love somebody and then just pretend like they dropped off the face <laughs> of the earth and died. And it's like, oh no, they're still alive making music. You know,
1: <laughs> hey, happens all the time.
0: Happens every day, brother. Um, so like, let's say you had to pick one of these two movies, Caleb, or you're gonna have a fraught relationship with your parents for the rest of your <laughs> life. Hey, already happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: Uh, yeah, (laughs) hey, that's that's, hey, that's what maybe these movies are saying. Uh, Who knows? These are just kids.
0: (laughs) Who knows? These these Uh, movies are just kids, Caleb. Who
1: knows? (laughs) I have no idea what I'm picking. I didn't know beforehand. I still don't know as I'm thinking right now. If I had to, you know, had the what Chris just said, relationship with the parents, I think I might go. Oh, good lord. Uh, eighth grade?
0: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Very bold and I respect I your choice. think there
1: is uh, a lot, I mean, tons of uh, depth into Turning Red that uh, I'm not even unpacking it. And it's still just also like a a, a a funny movie too. And But still, it's like a Pixar movie where like, it's for kids and that things work out. Like, Bo Burnham made like an R-rated like, cringe movie. It's, the movie's like a fucking banger. It's like, holy shit. It's just like all these like almost like film school tropes, but like they work so well because he doesn't like overshoot it too much. <laughs> and then, and uh, like it comes back in a sweet spot. Like Chris mentioned the nerdy kid in the, in the that she meets at the pool party. Oh, yeah. and he comes back around and they talk about Rick and Morty while they're eating chicken nuggets. It's so fucking You know vulnerable. what? These
0: chicken nuggets could use some Szechuan sauce. And she goes, yeah. oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do Rick and Morty impressions at each other. Like that's in right. a movie, uh, so uh, no, uh, uh award-winning screenplay. People love this movie. They just have a climactic part where they talk about Rick and do Rick and Morty impressions at each other because they're kids. It's great. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I respect your choice, Caleb, and I, I think it could be the right choice in a lot of ways but for me i gotta i gotta say turning red for me turning red sure um i mean i realize it's a lot more of like an entertainment product i think i think i read that um eighth grade only had a two million dollar budget is that correct
1: well look that shit up that's that's awesome
0: if that is true it's absolutely amazing like what an achievement by bo burnham like it's a
1: two million budget uh, made 14 in the box office. That's great. I mean, that's great. Yeah. You know, that sounds
0: like a good business to me, man. A24, man. Yeah. Um, but like, that, w- that's amazing and it's an amazing independent film and like what an introduction to Bo Burnham as a as an artist. Um, but you know, a, a movie, like, look, I've seen Turning Red five times in the last six days. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, It's very watchable. It's very yeah, easy it to is, put yeah. on Turning Red and watch it several times, you know. It's very well done and even you know, I didn't really know what Pixar movies were like now because I hadn't seen one in a couple of years. I mean, I oh, had really? seen them, but you, you know what I mean? Like the ones that are really for kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to be getting into, but like Turning Red is great. It's like a great, very watchable, very smart and intelligent. And that movie I feel completely comfortable watching with my two-year-old.
1: Yeah, damn. Uh, it's weird that like, yeah, I would say the last two Pixar movies because they went the straight to streaming were a little bit like, they're fine. They're still good, Onward and Luca, but uh there's not as much specificity to it. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I liked Soul a lot too, which was the other one that went. Uh but yeah, uh yeah, I would say this is high up there on the Pixar rankings. great. It's pretty Pixar great, making, it's so, pretty
0: great you know. because it's original and it's done well and it looks great and it's fun and mm-hmm. you
1: know definitely gonna have a, a a huge shelf life. Yes, I feel like my yeah. daughter will be watching this movie for many, many years to come. I mean that's why it was set in two thousand two.
0: So <laughs> it's just like never. It's not. It doesn't age. It just was always. It was. Uh,
1: two thousand two was twenty years ago. That so, is like, completely crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Um, all right, dude. That that was it. We did it. It's so lovely to talk to you, brother. Like, what a great time to watch these two fun movies. Like, well, one fun movie, one movie that was like literal torture for me to watch.
1: But, like, <laughs> in a fun way.
0: In a fun way. Fun torture. Yeah, it's, it's fun that I get to talk about it with torture you. Torture can yeah. be fun if you're into it. That's, that's so true, man. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Um, Get kinks. Get your kinks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm. I was resisting the urge to say like, leave Ray Davies out of this. Okay. And then I was like, don't say that. That's really stupid. But then I couldn't think of anything else to say. So there you go. Now you got it. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Good night. Good night, everybody. night,
1: everybody. Good night. I get tired of it. I mean the, the outro along two two is great too it's great
0: and he's saying goodbye it's perfect yeah, nah, 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 yeah.